Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor, super contests, and squares. At MyBookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code ZABE and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie. Today on the ZABEcast, NFL Week 1 is almost in the books and the Aaron Rodgers Scorched Earth Tour has officially begun. Haskins rallies the Red Wolves and his rookie teammate Chase Young to a win. The Big Ten is on the verge of unfucking itself, but of course it'll take some more time. All of that plus, hey yo, Uncle Sam's giving out free money. Sorta. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Monday, September 14th, 2020. Thank you for downloading and welcome to the ZabeCast. The NFL is back. College football has left the port. The ship is getting smaller and smaller on the horizon. The Big Ten is panicking. They were supposed to vote as early as Sunday, but apparently that's been pushed back. Uh, The vote is pretty much going to happen this week, and reports are... Michigan would love to vote no, but they probably can't afford to now politically, given the fact that momentum is on the side of playing the season sometime in October. Rutgers is being just a hardo about, we're not playing. And I've read people on Twitter say, well, why don't we just send them a check for the TV money and tell them to just fuck off? And, and then say, here's your check for this year's TV money. B, we're not going to, A, that's there, done. B, we're not going to miss you. C, pack your shit and get out of the conference. (laughs) Of course, before we get into the NFL, one last thing on this Big Ten stuff. There is an amazing amount of media clownery going on by certain people who cover the Big Ten, notably Pat Forty and Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic and Dan Wolken of USA Today. The three of them just can't seem to get their head around, oh my God, the Big Ten is actually going to play. What now? And they send out tweets like, Pat Forty tweets out, well, it so, seems like you know Ryan Day and James Franklin have piped down a bit. Maybe they realize that public foot stomping is not the way to get it done on a presidential vote. Or, or as Bobby Carpenter, former Cowboy linebacker, Ohio State's Bobby Carpenter, General Bobby, as they call him, said, well, maybe it's just that they finally made their point and they don't need to go any further at this time, that they got they got the Big Ten presidents off their asses to the point where, okay, now let's let them, you know, in, in life and business, you got to let somebody who is going to end up caving or reversing or conceding, you have to let them save face. 
it's not enough sometimes to do the right thing. You have to allow your person to do the right thing the right way and feel a little bit good about it. So I'd say that further foot stomping is not necessary, but it's always something negative when it comes to their perception of the Big Ten and the teams and the players' desire to want to play. And then, of course, there is Christine Brennan of USA Today. (laughs) She wrote a column that is the height of media self-absorption. Basically, the column was, I love college football. I do. I love it. And then she lists some of her perceived bona fides or bona fides. I don't know how you, not sure what the proper pronunciation of that is. Somebody who's a linguist, please. Anyone? Let me know. She, she, I breezed the article. I, I, I don't even, I can guess Christine's columns before she even types them. I know what she's going to write about. By the way, she rarely writes about anything positive, uplifting, inspirational, amazing, or about anything sportsy in sports. It's all about sexual harassment, the latest female token hire at referee or announcer or whatever, something, you know, race-related, or now in this case, coronavirus. So she wrote this column saying, I love college football, but I can't, I can't, I cannot root for it this year. I can't watch it. It's too much of a risk. Christine, it's not about you. And that applies to all of the media members. It's not about you. You're supposed to be, as a journalist, curious about and connected to the sport you cover. And she is so far removed from the families and the kids and the players and the coaches that have worked their asses off and have a precious season in their hands, an irreplaceable season, one that cannot be postponed or deferred or replaced with a winter season or a spring season. It's precious and finite, and they have worked and worked and worked for it, and they want to play, and they know the risks, and there's protocols in place, and yet, Media members like Christine Brennan still get paid good money, probably insane amounts of money, to write these columns going, I just can't. I can't root for it. College football was kind of glorious in its own mangled way on Saturday with a handful of teams playing, including number one ranked Clemson, and there being a smattering of fans in some of the stands, including Notre Dame, had a, had a tussle with Duke, but ended up winning. It was kind of glorious in its own sort of way, and I think that FOMO really got the Big Ten off their asses. Okay, let's get to the NFL. The NFL is back. I'm glad it's back. I am not as joyous about it as I normally am, and I'm not going to wax as poetic as I normally do because, to me, Football being back this time of year is the you no. Know, this was the first weekend post Labor Day, and the weather kind of took a little bit, at least in the DMV, a little bit of a turn towards fall. Just a hint of it, and it brought me back to I love this time of year. I love everything about it, and I don't love everything about this time of year right now because the whole world is still fucked up, and of course the country is still fucked up. So. I didn't feel good just because football was back. And I also believe that the product that I enjoy, which is televised NFL football in high definition from my couch, 
three screens at a time in glorious high definition. That product needs fans. The fans are such an integral part of the product. And no, you can't just pipe in noise. And you sure as hell, cardboard cutouts enough. Digital fans, forget that nonsense. It needs the fans. If you go back and watch early NFL films, one of the things that Steve Sable, actually Ed Sable, his father, realized was get a lot of shots of the fans in the stands. You'll see shots from 1970s NFL film stuff of fans screaming, you know, women, go, and they're biting their nails. They understood. It's a crucial part of the game of football. It's a drama that requires fans. So I was glad to see the games. Uh, You know, they were interesting. Fantasy leagues, um, betting on them. Oh, by the way, (laughs) 2-0-1 for this guy on Sunday. Damn Chargers did not cover. Had first and goal and couldn't punch it in. In a tie game, settled for a field goal. They go up three. The spread was minus three. Chargers minus three. And then was yeah, Chargers. I'm 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 getting the LA teams mixed up now because their uniforms have now gotten so close to each other in terms of color scheme. By the way, I hate the LA Rams new uniforms. Brutal. But two zero and three Jaguars winner winner. Not even point spread winner. Outright winner. Thank you very much, Gardner Minshew. And then the Patriots cover, but it was close. It was close. So I was glad to have the NFL back. I am not overjoyed, though, because, you know, kids are not in school. Parents are still stretched to the breaking point. Businesses are closing left and right. 60 million Americans are out of work. And on top of that, we had two police officers nearly assassinated just sitting in their squad car in Compton, California. And to make it even more insane and sickening and worse, protesters, protesters they called them, instead of what they should have called them, which is savages, scum, and assholes, blocked the entrance to the emergency room and chanted, we hope they die. I did not hear one mention of that on any of the myriad pregame shows, halftime shows, postgame shows. Not one mention. That is disgusting. That nobody dared to mention it. In fact, I was thinking about this. The number of people that came out of the woodwork to dunk and to express their, oh my God, how dare he, on Skip Bayless regarding Dak Prescott outnumbers the people who did the same for two cops who were shot at point blank range for no reason. And then protesters blocking the ER and other potential random people being brought in for treatment, chanting, we hope they die, outnumbered the number of people, you know, speaking out about that on Twitter or elsewhere, 1,000 to 1, 5,000, 10,000, like literally everyone's like, "Mm, oh boy, better not talk about that. So I'm glad football's back. I'm not overjoyed, but... We'll see how it goes. I wonder when the NFL is going to start their push to repopulate their stadiums. I wonder how long they're going to go with it being like this because I I think my hunch is TV ratings will be soft, if not down. And I think a lot of that is the TV product includes the fans. It includes real reactions and the groundswell and big plays and touchdowns and high fives and Lambo leaps. And without that, the product on TV is not as compelling. 
Plus, look at the numbers from around most of the country. My God. More on the coronavirus in just a second. So as far as the uh, two games go, Packers get a win. Aaron Rodgers, like I said, is on the scorched earth tour. You keep on writing those dumbass clickbait articles and those stupid rankings that say he's the 25th best quarterback in the league. Go ahead. Keep doing that. Because he lit the Vikings on fire on Sunday. 43 points, 524 yards of total offense. He was 32 of 24 for 364 and four touchdowns. Had several drops. MVS, God bless you. I love the guy. He runs like the wind. Hands, though, still dicey. Made up for it late, though. Devontae Adams is so good. So underappreciated. 14 catches for a buck 56. Two touchdowns. He runs the most precise, elegant routes. His hands are incredible. Him and Rodgers play pitch and catch all, all game long. And I know the secondary for the Vikings was completely jacked up, and Charge said that on Friday. Uh, Jair Alexander had a pick and a sack and a safety. Sweet. Kirk had his usual empty calorie yards at the end. Uh, two starting linemen went down with injuries for the Packers. They still didn't give up any sacks. Uh, the big concern is on Lane Taylor, though, and his knee. Uh, and then, of course, uh, their big uh, defensive tackle, uh, Mr. Clark with his good 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 groin injury. Did somebody say groin injury? No, I didn't plug it in. All right. Let's see if I can find it here. You are looking live. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We interrupt this podcast for something that I should have done beforehand. I got all these things. I'm moving stuff around. Uh, I tried out a curved monitor. I bought it from Costco over the weekend. 34 inch ultra wide. I don't like it. It's going back. Namely because uh, the resolution, it's just not as clean. I mean, I'm looking at jagged lines on the words and the letters. And I'm like, this is going to give me a headache. Plus, it's probably more than I need. Okay. Did somebody say groin injury? Uh, there we go. And Q. Oh, hold on. One more thing I got to click. Roadcaster Pro Stereo. There we go. Like me, who knows what it's like to have a groin injury? Get groin injury. There you go. Went a long way for that, but yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Green Bay thirty-four, Minnesota. Or excuse me, Green Bay forty-three, Minnesota thirty-four, which is a palindromic score, forty-three thirty-four. And it is also a scoringami. That's right. The first time ever in NFL history that 43 to 34 is hit. Uh, there is a Twitter account called Scoragami, like origami, but Scoragami. It's the 1,055th different unique final score in NFL history. Yeah, I know. Who cares? Uh, the Washington Red Wolves rally from 17 nothing down. Dwayne Haskins was shit on a stick in the first half. Three for 12, and at halftime, he apparently gave this great motivational speech, which they always talk about after your team rallies. They never say, wow, I gave this great motivational speech. What happened in the second half? Oh, we got beat by another three touchdowns. But good for Haskins. He was great in the second half. I think he was like 15 to 17, 15 to 19. The defense was just feasting. Chase Young looks like everything people said he would be. Just like the Bosa boys, maybe only better. 
And Kerrigan was reborn. He had a couple of sacks. He is now the all-time leading sack guy in Red Wolf history. I don't know. People, Redskin fans, I can say that. Redskin fans over the years, some of them have been meh on Kerrigan. And it's like, dude, he produces double-digit sacks like every year. Hasn't missed a game. Like, you don't like a guy being available every Sunday and being a double-digit, well, you know, a lot of those sacks are just garbage sacks. Or, oh, you know, he's no good in coverage. Or he's more of a, you can't really defend the run. I'm like, okay. He looks like he could benefit from this new scheme as much as anybody. Eagles lost a ton of guys due to injury. And Riverboat Ron, how about it? He had to get an IV at halftime on fourth and one with 7.26 to go at the plus five, goes for it, and gets it. Scores tied 17-17, and, and the way it was going, you know, you get stopped there, now all of a sudden you give momentum to Philly. I know the defense was completely feasting, and that's why you felt confident in going for it, but I probably would have kicked the field goal there, truth be told. Either way, the gamble pays off, and the Washington football team closes out the game. As I try to remind everybody, this podcast is a supplement to what I do three hours in the morning on uh on the game in Milwaukee and also three hours in the afternoon on the team in DC. So I could talk for five hours about stuff that happened over the weekend. I won't have time. So this is a supplement. So just real quick, jets and Browns look terrible. Uh, they're already calling for Adam Gase to get fired after one game. Uh, the bears rallied to stun the lions with 21 in the fourth quarter. And then Deandre Swift dropped a game winning touchdown dagger. Dick Stockton called the game, and people were like, why is this old fossil still calling games? Well, Kenny Albert was going to call the game, but the NFL said he'd have to quarantine if he left the NHL bubble. He's in a bubble being tested calling hockey. He was going to go to another pseudo-bubble, the NFL, and and the NFL's like, no. Which brings me to masks. Did you see all the coaches out there wearing masks and then dropping them around their chin. Some coaches just didn't wear masks, but it seemed like every head coach got the memo, you better wear a mask. Even the owners got the memo, better wear a mask. They made sure to show owners in masks, Dan Snyder and and uh, Jason Wright, his new uh, team president, in masks. Uh, Bob Kraft and his right-hand man, uh, his son, in masks. It's so fucking dumb. It is just, oh, look, we're setting a good example. Enough already. And these coaches setting a good example and then putting their masks down around their chin. It's so dumb. Sean Payton had a mask. I'm like, why? You had the row. You're good. You got immunity. That's well, not proven. You can, uh, he could be an exception to basic virology. You can't take any chances. It's just beyond dumb. But hey, whatever. Cam Newton wins and rushes 15 times for 75 yards, two touchdowns for the Patriots. Gardner Minshew, three touchdowns. My lock is now 1-0 on the week. Matt Ryan had the most Matt Ryan of days, 450 yards, two touchdowns, and a loss. That is so falcony. I just I can't, can't state any better than that. It's like pure falcon right there. It is day 181 of 15 days to slow the spread. CLI, meaning COVID-like illness in hospitals, lowest since the pandemic began back in March. In fact, 
the 1.5% of ER visits in the hospital with CLI, COVID-like illness, is to November 2019 levels. PCR percent positive nationwide, lowest has been since the pandemic began. This despite aggressive contact tracing and high cycle threshold in laboratories. More on that in a second. Uh, let's see. Hospitalizations, lowest they've been since the pandemic begin, began. But sure, let's keep this going. Fauci, that fraud, was out there again on Friday going, we really need to just hunker down for this fall and winter. And it, even when a vaccine comes out, it's not going to be right away. This could, Things may not be normal till the end of next year. Fire his ass to the moon. He's got to be fired. But, of course, it'll be a big deal politically. So maybe Trump can wait until after the election, win or lose, and then say, you're fired. In fact, he, he better say it in that same kind of voice. Anthony, you're fired. <laughs> Call a presser to do that. A Minnesota state laboratory has admitted that only 50% of their positives occurred under 30 cycles of amplification, searching for fragments of the virus. This is insanity because Dr. Michael Mina told the New York Times last month that he, he was concerned that cycle levels of 30 or more are not doing any good. A Canadian study cited in the spring said they could not grow viral cultures from any samples in patients whose positive PCR test required more than 25 cycles of amplification. In other words, they have no live virus. They can't be contagious. There's no point in quarantining them at 30-plus cycles. So 25 is the number we should be at. And yet, where are most labs? People are now filing lawsuits and they're aggressively asking for information. Well, I don't know about lawsuits, but they're asking labs, hey, nook, nook, how many cycles of amplification are you using? And they're starting to get some answers from labs around the country. 35, 37, 40, 40, 40, 38, 37, 33, 35, 35, 40, 40. They're all over 35. Am I yelling? I'm yelling. I'm yelling. I'm sorry about that. It's insane. Plus, there's counterintuitive evidence out there that the media will not tell you about because th- the media now just runs around screaming at the latest little nugget of supposedly bad news, and then they, you know, disappear. Remember the Georgia school, the packed hallways, and the student who tweeted out the photo, and the student who then got suspended, then unsuspended, and the tut-tutting national media led the national news. Well, that would be... Uh, I forget what county it is. It is Cherokee County in Georgia. Cherokee County has seen positivity rates plummet. Why? Nobody really knows, but the suspected thinking is that actually closing schools to keep kids at home increases spread because of constant home exposure. And it's better to send the kids actually to school. In Germany, they have school going on, masks optional in the classroom, no distancing, and they have two to a desk, no major outbreaks. Meanwhile, three kids in Dallas-Fort Worth committed suicide last week, and a TCU college student did as well. Now, suicides happen all the time, not just during a pandemic, but numbers of suicides are up. This is a major issue that nobody 
or very few people or not enough people are talking about. Dentists say that mask mouth can cause serious problems. (laughs) Mask mouth. Used to be that onion breath used to be the worst thing. Mask mouth. L.A. County, remember how bad they were? Hospitalizations have been plummeting. Here's your last three weeks in order. Or not three weeks. Here's your last three months. July 12th, 2093. August 12th, 1538. September 12th, 877. And of course, Gavin Newsom is just moving the goalposts around. And now he's going to dismantle the goalposts and say, what goalposts? There's no goalposts here. In fact, they moved away from using hospitalizations right as the hospitalization numbers were plummeting. It's like he just wants this thing to keep going as long as possible. By the way, 40 million people state of California. You know how many people are in uh, the ICU right now? That would be 3,000. 3,000 total C-19 patients. Actually, no, fewer than 1,000 in the ICU. 3,000 total people hospitalized in the state of California with 40 million people still under lockdown, still under restrictions, still under, no, we can't do this, can't do that. And certainly you can't go to a sports game, not in this state, mister. No, sir. All right. I had a chance to corral a couple of my cowboy buddies, Cowboy Mike and Hatch, my two favorite cowboy frenemies, as it were. And I talked to them about this Dak Prescott thing and Skip Bayless to get their perspective. And then, of course, we talked about a bunch of other cowboy stuff. I got them in the free hugs and candy van. Here's how that conversation went. All right, I got the cowboys. I got them boys in the van with me right now. Keep your friends close. Cowboys. Keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. I'm sitting with my two biggest cowboy no-account buddies, Cowboy Mike and Bryant Hatcher, and we are on, We are at halftime of the Thursday night game. Let's go to open the 2020 season. Fuck go, your Cowboys. Can no, I say that right cowboys. now? Okay. How about them to both, Cowboys? To both oh, you guys. Yeah. Cowboys. Fuck you, Cowboys. <laughs> cowboys. The football team is going to beat you twice this year. The football. When's the last time no. they won one? Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time we won one? <laughs> I was going to wear my uh, my RG3 jersey that somebody gave me uh-huh. from Overstock. Do you know what an RG3 jersey was selling for before they had to give it away? Five bucks. Five bucks. Yeah. An authentic Hatcher jersey. That was like $150. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Hatch played uh, wide receiver at the University of Cincinnati, class of 89. Your Bearcats this year are loaded for bear. That's right. Have been predicted to maybe make the final four? They sure have. Bullshit. CBS. How? Dodd, he predicted that they would make it. Because of the because fact that we, the Big Ten is out. The and Big the Ten's out. The Pac-12 out. is out. And we have 16 returning starters out of 22. Damn. And we were 11-2 and two last year. How'd y'all get so good at Cincinnati? Recruiting, recruiting at home. Recruiting, cheating. Ohio. I'm sorry. Recruiting, and cheating, fickle. same thing, right? Cash. That's right. Fickle. Under the table. Cincinnati. All right, so what what are you guys' thoughts on the Cowboys this year? Optimistic? I think you guys should win the division. By the way, this is being taped on Thursday, so who knows what you guys do in L.A. on Sunday night by the time this It's going to be tough. Aaron Donald. 
best player in the NFL or defensive player. Don't give me this standard bullshit. What is the state of your optimism for the season? Tepid. McGowan. Tepid. Tepid. Yes. Why? Because Both tepid. They have to play the, who they're playing. So they're playing very tough schedule. The the AFC East. Or do they change? I can't remember. They no, they're no, playing no. the they Baltimore play the Ravens, Steelers, the Steelers Ravens, whatever the AFC. Browns. That's the AFC South or East or something Ravens. like that. I checked. They're all professional teams. There's no semi-pro so, teams there. Yeah. There are no barnstorming teams. There's no YMCA teams. They're all professional teams. Right. They're all going to be tough. They're going to be good. And Dallas's schedule is hard. I think I predict they got the Seattle. The, well, you got a first got the place. West you got a first place schedule. Seattle, uh, San Francisco, Rams. Arizona. And, and the AFC Ravens, Steelers. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. So I think I predict that whoever wins the NFC East is either going to be ten and six or nine and seven. Really? Yes. Are you worried about the Eagles? You're not worried about the Redskins, the Red Wolves, or the Giants. No. The football team. The football team. The football team. I'm not worried about either of those. I'm worried about the Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah, it's not saying we can't lose to the football team or to the Giants. (laughs) We probably can. Not worried about them. Worried about the Eagles. They're they're a very good team. Well coached. They're a good team. All right. They're going to be tough to beat. All right. So so Super Bowl or what for Dallas? Yeah. Uh, I predict what. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Instead of Super Bowl. No. Yeah. Come on, man. At some point, Jerry's got to hook into one again. He's got to hook into one again Hold at on. some point. Jerry won Super Bowls before the salary cap, before free agency. And with and Jimmy Johnson one, running the team. Yes, and right? once that happened, man, yeah. it was over. We didn't know it was over, but it was over, <laughs> it was over. right? Plan B free agency. We, we grabbed Jay Novacek on – Plan B free agency, but remember that was like the the NFL just dipping their toe at a free agency. And, yeah, Jimmy Johnson mastered that. But once it became a free game, it it was over, and Jerry is over his head. I love Jerry, but... Over Would you trade Jerry for Snyder? No. Right. No. Well, oh, come on. You didn't hear me out on yeah. that. <laughs> okay. We don't need to Next hear anymore. Next question. <laughs> right. Exactly. Next question. I'm telling you, Jerry's done a lot of good for your franchise. Yes, he has. Yes, he I has. Mean, built, built the stadium, built the star. Yes. You guys have been relevant lately. Yes. If 8 and 8 is relevant, <laughs> yes, we have. Exactly. Bullshit. Mediocrity. You guys, have, you guys have won the division. You've been to the playoffs. You've been to the second round of the playoffs. We've Once. won. Once. Okay. We've won the NFC East, <laughs> which is, is that's, that relevant? Does that make you relevant? That's the division you live in. Not that's sure. the neighborhood okay. that you're on. That's the street okay. that you're on. What do you want, man? Super so, Bowls. All right. So this today, big story came out. Not story, but a big kerfuffle over Dak Prescott. Breaking Dak Prescott. News. Dak Prescott. What's that? Breaking news. Yeah. Br- I don't know this. So I told I you this today. Happened. I broke it to Hatch when we sat down to watch the first half of Chiefs-Texans. He's like, what happened? I go, oh, boy, sit down for this. So Dak, in an interview, admits that he was depressed back in the spring because, hello, his brother committed suicide. Even you didn't know that, Hatch. Yeah, I didn't know that. And be- because of COVID and a bunch of other stuff. And so Skip Bayless douchebag of all douchebags yep. on his TV show with, with Shannon Sharp says, I don't think you should do that as the leader of this team and the you know quarterback of America's team. You've got to lead men. You've got to show them you're stronger than that. 
and people on Twitter have been dunking on Skip Bayless nonstop because, A, that was a dumb thing to say. Correct. Right? Yep. And, B, who doesn't like showing their moral superiority than people on Twitter? Nobody. They love it. Yep. How dare you say that? So your thoughts on that? Well, I think he obviously is misinformed in the leader category because a true leader would say, hey, I have these issues, and this is what I'm doing to resolve my issues. Right. Which is a good thing. Right. Because you can better yourself. Sure. And for him to say that was the wrong thing to do because leaders don't do that, obviously he doesn't know what a leader is. Right. Right. Yeah, I could not agree more. (laughs) I mean – so Skip Bayless, though, has a history crow. with the Cowboys. Remember? Yes, he does. Going yes, back does. to old uh, Troy Aikman. Yes, Troy Aikman was his name. You know, the guy who won three Super Bowls. Yes. I know you had to reach for that. Yeah, but he called Troy Aikman gay way back in the day. Just because? Just because he wanted to get on TV. He wanted to get on radio. He wanted attention. You think that's attention. what it was? Yes. I think I think it was because Troy was single and he was deep into his late 20s and he's the quarterback of the Cowboys. So it's like, what's wrong with right. you? Why aren't you Troy, married? First of all, I know this for a fact. Troy was only gay three times, once with me, <laughs> and, and I heard two other times. <coughs> but that doesn't make him gay. Troy Aikman. It takes at least four gay experiences before you're before gay. you're gay. Yes, that's, that's a rule. I thought is that how, not a rule? How does a guy like Skip Bayless not only keep his career, but then he elevates? He's a six million dollar guy. I know. Is that how much Fox is paying? That's, yes. But yes. That's ridiculous. That's yes. an indictment. He was a on... he was the Dallas Morning News uh, guy, oh. right? And right. he followed the he Cowboys. Was, yes. Wrote a book, insinuated Troy was gay. Right. Didn't affect him. Ends up landing at Fox. Gets all this money. Uh, Aikman's at Fox. He's like, I'm not cool with this. You would have thought Aikman could have killed that hire. Right, right then and there. Like, you pick, Fox, either this right. douchebag or me, three-time Super Bowl champion. And he didn't. You're number one on the number one analyst team. Right, exactly. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys don't sound as confident about the Cowboys as I thought. I thought when I got you in the free hugs and candy van, you guys would like bring a little bit more heat. No. I hear no positivity. Schedule. Well, I haven't. Schedule any is tough. Candy. Okay. You haven't got any candy yet? Did you I get have your hug? no candy. I you want to come here for your need, hug? I need a hug. <laughs> I, need I need a hug, hug right now. No, no, no. I think C.D. Lamb could be sweet for you guys. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Dallas is going to put up points, but I think they're going to get scored on a lot. They okay. still haven't solved the safety problem. They don't intercept passes. They no. They don't. They, do they haven't solved the safety problem. They, they. I don't know who's replacing Byron Jones. Right. He left for big money. Where'd he go? Miami. Miami. Okay. And Trayvon they, they, Diggs is going to replace the pass Byron rush. Jones. Okay. I don't know how the pass rush is going to be. Demarcus Lawrence had an off year last year. And uh, you what shaking was, your head, Mike? What was the guy who picked yes. up all the slack that left and went to somewhere else? Oh, uh, yeah, the guy from Miami uh, that we got for one year who was awesome, Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, Robert Quinn. Yeah, he yeah. was great. Robert he was great, Quinn. But he's gone. Gone. Okay. So is Demarcus Lawrence going to have another? Yes. Is he going to have no. a good year? <laughs> or Wait. who else besides him is going to be able to get to the quarterback? Randy Gregory. Well, is that's gonna, right. We don't even. The NFL doesn't want him to play. 
he can't play until the sixth game. Why not? That's such a because joke. He's been smoked out like twelve times now. First of all, and they keep no, no. He's been he's it's never played a sixteen. He's never played a sixteen game season since he's been in the league. I know, I know, but he's a good dude. So, <laughs> so who? So who is going to rush Trayvon the Diggs? Trayvon Diggs is not going to rush the passer. Right, he's a corner. Yeah, so who, I know. Who besides really Demarcus good. Lawrence Sean is going to get to the quarterback? Oh, uh, Sean Lee's hurt. Aldon Smith. What a shot. Yeah. Aldon Smith. Alden, is that his name? Alden, Alden Smith. Not Alden. Aldon. That's right. Dallas did sign Alden yes. Smith. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, we don't know God. what Alden who Smith has Who was awesome left. like 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> he was really good. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what we're going to get from Alden Smith. Right. Uh, he's been out of the league for three years after some Only serious – I think, yeah, some serious criminality in San Francisco and substance abuse and alcohol. But, hey, get overlooked at. So, all right, so you guys going to pick off any passes? That's the other thing. The Cowboys haven't picked off passes in forever. We did in late in the late 70s. We in late picked 70s. off several <laughs> passes, as I recall. How many Gene pa- Washington. How many picks did you have last year as a team? Everson Walls was yeah. really good at picking <laughs> off passes. How many picks total last year? Like I think seven it was picks? Seven. And I you guys were near the, near the bottom of the no, league. No, the bottom. Not near. But, not near. <laughs> the bottom. You own the bottom. Okay. Yeah. But you got the wolf hunter, Leighton Vanderash. Well, first of all, oh. hold on. We've buried the lead. We have a new coach. Yeah. McCarthy. And I'm not saying McCarthy is like, you know, Vince Lombardi, but. We did bury the lead. How do you feel about the new coach? We got rid of the mediocre I'm excited. guy. I'm excited. You got, you got rid excited. of the clapper. Right, the because clapper. Because the clapper who I rooted for for a decade of my life. Did he have the job for 10 years? A nine and a half, I think it was. Oh, my nine God. Nine and a half. Yeah, because he was hired oh as a midway. Oh, my God. So, but his whole deal, his entire tenure is consistency so he'd always say like oh it doesn't matter if we play on the moon in the parking lot away we do what we do we're gonna do what we do and you know i'm not an insider but like i've heard stories like you know (laughs) cornerbacks would like try to you know fake uh you know, kind of give blitz. a different look, yeah. and they would get like berated. Like, no, we don't do that. We give the same look every every time. That is exactly the quote from Norm Van Brocklin from NFL Films that I play about Harry High School. It's we don't fake this, fake blitz. Do as you're told. This is the National Football League. Norm Van Brocklin, coach of the Falcons back in the day, lectured his players. We're not doing this fake this, fake that. But the modern NFL hatch is all about disguising your looks. Exactly. On offense and on defense. Exactly. Why would you want to tell people what you're going to do? Right. Unless you're so good you can do it and get away with it like the Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. They played a basic basic cover two. Kept everything in front of them and just went downhill and beat the shit right. out of you. Yeah, right. The '86 yep. defense, Bears and '85. Yeah, that worked really well. Yeah. But it, not schematically. Not, not. You know, it was because they had the best players. Funny right. how that works, huh? Right. Yeah. Funny how that works. But, so anyway, uh, you know, okay. McCarthy, who I, as a, uh, a, a fi- affinity fan of the Packers, railed on for years because he just he doesn't have the killer instinct. Agreed. And his clock management is is sketchy. Uh, I said, okay, so Dallas has him now. You've got a Fat Garrett. Fat Garrett replaces Redhead Garrett. I However, hope I hope not. <laughs> you hope not. I hope not. <laughs> However, McCarthy said 
He's studied film, and he's become a, an analy- or, uh, analytics guy. Analytics guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> How many beers have you had, by the way? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> he needs at least 12. You've not reached proper beer level. Right. No. Right. All right. So, well, McCarthy's probably an upgrade. At least the one thing about Garrett that it would always just blow me away is, like, the worst debacle could happen on the field. A face mask and a fumble and a turnover. Here's Garrett. Oh, clap. The like, clap. Like, your team just fucked up really bad. What What are you doing? I'm and then just, he, he'd pull the headset no, down to spit. spit. Yeah, and then go back to clapping. Yeah. I understand yeah, the bad. positivity, trying to be positive, but the clapping thing doesn't need to happen all the time. Yeah. No. All right. Where are you guys at on Zeke? Love uh, Zeke. Yep. Love him. Great Love player. Zeke. Feed great, Zeke. Yep. Yeah. Great player. Zeke. Okay. Great player. Run to pass. Okay. You know, uh, probably overpaid him. Right. But, you know, he's a great, great player. Good guy. And he got totally hosed by the commissioner, what, two, oh, yeah. year, two was, years ago? That, that was stupid. Was a, that, was, that was the commissioner saying the Cowboys are not beyond my touch. Right. Just like right. with Brady. He wanted to prove a point. Yep. Even Tom Brady is not boop, beyond my reach as commissioner. Yeah, that was stupid. Correct. Bloodthirsty yeah, asshole so, that he is. Okay. Well. Was, <laughs> yeah, so he's a good guy. Uh, you know, he's a running back in, in, the, in today's NFL. Running back's not that important. Yeah. So, yeah, so they maybe, probably overpaid him. Of course they did. I still think but he's running a good backs player. are important because if you look have at the teams that make the playoffs and, and they're, get deep they're important, into the – But do you want to pay a lot of money into one and then feel obligated to stick it in there 25 times a game? Nobody gets 25 carries anymore. Did, like that NFL is gone. Yeah, but – Do you agree? I agree, but he gets twenty. <laughs> he yeah. gets twenty. And the we way he Pollard. runs, the way he runs, and the way Dallas is set up, or they were set up, was yeah. run to pass yeah. and play action. Yeah. And if you have a good running game, your play action is going to work, which is going to make Dak Prescott look good. Speaking of Dak, how do you feel about the fact he's under a rental this year? The franchise tag. Not happy. Good about move, it. right? No. Bad move. I'm not they happy about paid it. Him. Because now if he has another good year, now you're really going to have to pay well, him. Well, should have paid him two years ago. You, yep. you would have you got him a at 25 a year yep. for whatever, four years. Were they balking at 25 a year two years ago? I don't know if that was the number, but they should have. They could probably could have closed. Didn't he say he wanted 25. 33 and everyone lost their mind? Like, are you yes. crazy? And now the number's up to 40 almost? Oh, yeah. Well, like, there, just like that. Two more houses sold, Mahomes and, and Watson. Watson yep. And you could say, but those houses have more acreage and a pond and a pool and the stair. doesn't matter. They're all houses on your street. Yep. Right. They're all quarterback houses. This is what the neighborhood costs. Yeah, yeah they're paying, what, 30 Three this year, thirty-one this 35. year. So it's going to be thirty-five. Tag. Thirty-five. So next year's Sean Watts is thirty-five. Next year's the minimum, thirty-eight and a half. So that's he where has, he's. So that's, that's where his agent. Floor. That's where his agent starts negotiations. Yeah. If he has another right. year like he did last year, that's what they're going to have to pay him. Yeah. And yeah, Twitter went absurd a year ago. Like, oh my gosh, Dak wants too much. He's 40. not worth that. Forty. Yeah. We're going to pay him forty-five if we keep him. <laughs> <laughs> or the damn, I don't know. Right. Pick a team. Right. Who's going to well, get them for 45? Because the cost of quarterbacks doesn't include what they are. It's the cost of what are you without that guy? Meaning you're in a walk 
in the woods looking for a guy. That's part of the cost. Yep. And a guy who's the face of the franchise, dependable and committed to his gig, solid dude like Rock Dak is. Solid. And, right. and which is hard to find. Marketable to the moon and back. Right. He's not going That's to Cabo. That's a ton of money. He's not going on to Saturday like, night, like right. Romo, <laughs> and I love Tony Romo, but Romo went to Cabo. Right, Dak would never do that. Right, Dak's too smart. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, exit question: Preseason football. We just saw the first half of the first game of 2020. No preseason. I tweeted out: Preseason games are officially dead. Tastes exactly the same. Agree? Disagree? Hatch is going to disagree for a specific exactly. reason. Go ahead, Mr. Uh, Toronto Argonaut. No, excuse me, Calgary, Calgary Stampeder. Yes, you have to. What the, you know, the average fan doesn't realize is guys that need to make the team need the preseason. Right. They need to have that opportunity to be in a game environment. To show to something. To show something. Make to, a play. Yes, to have a chance to make the team. The roster's usually set. 45 players are pretty much set on every right. team. It's those 10, 8 guys that need to battle to make the team. And I would you like need the to preseason see, for that. I don't think you need the preseason because I don't know, Mikey, what did it look like to you in the first half? Looked like football. Looked like chicken. <laughs> I would say like chicken, those like chicken. 8 or 10 guys should do more in college <laughs> and in practice. <laughs> You know, maybe Reps. you were a lazy player. Oh, we, oh, oh, oh. But, you know. No, you didn't. With, with, <laughs> with all, you know, my athletic ability, you know, I would show my stuff. I didn't need extra preseason games. Right. Well, the difference between practice and a preseason game is the reps. And in practice, you got to get the reps for the starters. So the starters yep. and the players are going to get most of the reps in practice. And guys like me sit on the sideline and watch most of practice. Yeah. And you get in two or three Andre reps. Andre Risen, right? That, yeah, Atlanta. Right. Yeah, you said you were on I, – I think I remember that. You were watching – you were there at practice, but, like, Andre Risen's catching balls while you were, like, on the sideline. Whose camp right? were you in, Hatch? Atlanta. 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 Yeah. Okay. So you got to – give guys a chance to get in a game situation i agree with that i think this you don't need preseason games for the product that comes tumbling out the end of august it looks the same tastes the same it's like chicken yep um but i want it i want preseason games because i want getting into the flow of seeing guys reminding yourself oh that's right this guy's now on this team this guy's no longer there. I want that. I want that as part of August. I don't want to give it up. Plus, you need the continuity. Yeah. I don't you know if I need get four. Guys. You need guys. Yeah, you don't need four. I'd say two. Two games. Two. Yeah. You two need games. guys to get in a game environment under game conditions to get continuity and to get a feel of what the season's going to be. Yeah. All right. Any thoughts on uh, Andy Reid's wellness match? Pretty money, huh? He can't see Foggy. out of that thing. He is fogged up. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, it's going to be a fun season. Keep your friends close, your enemies closer. I'm in a van with two Cowboy fans. It's the right. first How game against the Red Wolves. How about them Cowboys? Fuck them Cowboys. Go Cowboys. <laughs> Go Cowboys.
Okay, going to get the van out more and more in the coming days, so it should be fun. That was a nice conversation. So, we'll end on this. The Department of Justice has charged NFL free agent Joshua Bellamy with wire fraud, bank fraud, and conspiracy charges. Why? Because he heard, hey, yo, Uncle Sam's giving out free money. Did you hear? Well, not quite free. It's a loan. Secondly, are you really eligible for that loan? Turns out that Joshua Bellamy, who played seven games last year for the Jets, uh, had a scheme to obtain more than $24 million from the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP, you know, the money the government just pushed out the back of an airplane saying, here, here, have it during the early part of the pandemic. And Bellamy was like a lot of people who filed fraudulent applications. He's not the only one, by the way. Prosecutors in the Southern District of Florida say that Bellamy worked with a man named Philip J. Augustin to obtain the loans. He got two point, or excuse me, $1.2 million himself for his company, Drip Entertainment, L. L.C. How many employees did Drip Entertainment claim on their application they had? 47. How many did they really have? One. (laughs) That would be Bellamy. If he was really even an employee. So he gets the 1.2 and he says, all right, sweet. He then used $104,000 to buy stuff at Dior and Gucci. Sweet. He spent $62,774 at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, and then he withdrew more than $302,000 in cash. As for the rest of the one point two, which would be about $600,000 and change, I don't, who knows where it is. But yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's in a little bit of trouble right there. And it's those stories that make you and I feel good about trying to watch a football game on Sunday and then having a bunch of players glower into the camera, lock arms, take a knee, hold up a fist, and lecture us about we got to be better people. Got to improve who we are. It's a feel-good kind of thing. And again, a lot of major white companies, scam artists, even Harvard, tried to get money. And some tried to steal money from the PPP. Bellamy's not alone, but I'm just saying, these kind of stories, when you read them, you go, okay, good. And and you're going to lecture me on Sunday before you kick the football off. Great. All right, that is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this program, tell a couple of friends. Spread the word. Let's keep it growing. Week one in the books, my two teams, the team, the Packers. 1-0. You can't ask for much more than that. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, and we will... See you next time.